Hey, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership at Innovations in Leadership Podcast with Michael Newman. Hey, this is Mike with Innovations in Leadership. Welcome to the podcast. We're focused on leadership and helping you increase your capacity as a leader. If you haven't already done so, download the show notes at innovationsandleadership.com slash podcast. So are you finding yourself in more difficult conversations in the new now? With all that's taking place around us, the conversations we have with the people we lead sets the tone on how they'll respond or react. Our communication, the way we communicate with people, is so crucial to how people hear us and understand. When I started out as a leader, I wish I understood this critical part of leadership, communication. See, I used to think that everyone saw the world the way I did, except for those who I didn't agree with. Ironic, though, how the older we get, the more we realize what we don't know. Did you know that you have a preferred communication style that is different from the other people you work with and that your style has a huge impact on how you hear and communicate with others? As leaders, we need to be able to meet people where they are, to connect with them, and that means we're going to have to adjust how we actually say things. As my mom taught me or tried to teach me, You may need to actually think before you talk. Do you know your preferred communication style? Sure you do. You may not have the tools to label it, but you know how you prefer someone talks with you about something. So why is it that some people seem so harsh and able to just keep moving on while others may be overly responsible and take ownership of issues that are not even theirs? Or why can't they just do what I ask them without having to ask me all these questions about the details? Or why is it that some people seem to be interested in only having fun all the time? They're never serious about anything. See, those are four different types of personalities that drive the communication of what we do. There's a reason for all of that. And we'll invest some time in looking into this in greater detail. If you could be provided a solution for some of your biggest communication challenges, those people that you struggle with the most, if I could market to you a vitamin that would relieve your stress and improve your relationships, if I could give you that vitamin that will allow you to communicate more effectively with the most challenging people on your team or in your life, what would that be worth to you? I don't know about you, but to me, face-to-face conversations are the best way for me to communicate and connect. Besides the words we say, we must listen to the words they have to say, and the tone, and the facial expressions, and the body language that a person uses. You know, an email or a text is good, and quick for some things. Yet having a conversation with someone on the phone can be better. The face-to-face, the use of technology now with Zoom, or Teams, or FaceTime, whatever it is, it can really help. And when we can actually go back to -to face-to-face, it will potentially speed up the communication. See, communication styles that each of us use, each of us possess, are related to our personality styles. Sure, many of us have learned to adapt our style based upon our work environment. Maybe you've taken a DISC assessment before or a personality assessment to find out a little bit more about yourself. That's great. Do you know what your predominant style is? Is it a D, an I, an S, or a C? And if you don't know that style, we'll give you an opportunity at the end where you can access that assessment. These are ways of defining your personality style that help us understand ourselves better and begin to understand others. You see, each style has a key that unlocks their communication and performance. 
These are easy to remember, simple clues that can help you as a leader as you work with your team and others. If you have the show notes, you'll see a circle on the paper. If you don't have the show notes, draw a circle on a piece of paper about an inch and a half, two inches wide. I'm going to give you one of the first keys for you in reducing stress and developing better relationships. So let's say you and I are sitting down over a cup of coffee. As we're talking about when the baseball season is going to start again and how working from home has been for you and how the family's doing now that summer vacation is actually here, I ask you this question. Would you say you're more outgoing or reserved? Either type is right. People to one degree or another are more outgoing or more reserved. So right now, draw a horizontal line through the circle and write the word outgoing at the top and reserved at the bottom. So which are you? More outgoing or more reserved? If you're more outgoing, just place a dot above the line. And if you're more reserved, place a dot below the line. We call this the motor activities. We all have motors, don't we? We've all been around people that are just go, 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 go. And others that seem to be a bit more laid back. Outgoing people's motors go vroom, vroom, vroom. And reserve people's motors, they kind of go mmm, mmm. And when they get really excited, they go mmm, mmm, Not a whole lot of fluctuation. They're steady. They're stable. Now, we're not talking about labeling people or analyzing or organizing people. We're talking about how to understand people. So you and I are having this conversation. The second question I ask you is, do you think you're more people-oriented or more task-oriented? You see, people-oriented individuals, they enjoy socializing and hanging out with their friends. Task-oriented individuals, they enjoy doing things. They like to make lists and check things off. So how can you tell whether your people are tasked? Well, when you lay in bed at night, a task-oriented person, they think about the list of the tasks they have to complete, and they check them off. Oh, I got that done. I got that done. I got that done. Oh, shoot. I forgot to do that. People-oriented individuals, when they lay in bed at night, they say, I got to see Mary and Paul, and you know, I had a great lunch conversation with Jim today. So let's go back to your circle. Now draw a vertical line in the circle. On the left side, write the word task outside of the circle, and on the right side, write the word people outside of the circle. So the people and the task are what we call the compass activity. That's where we naturally go, what we naturally do. Either we naturally go towards people or we go towards tasks. Because you've answered these two questions, are you more outgoing or reserved and are you more people or tasks? I know two things about you that I know actually a lot more about you. You see on the right side of your circle, you have the word people. And on the left side of your circle, you have the word task. At the top of your circle, you have the word outgoing. At the bottom of your circle, you have the word reserved. These four things will help us as we determine the different types of personalities and how we interact with them. So these are the four predominant styles. We all have four styles to some degree or another, but we all have a predominant style, something that really stands out for us. And so this is the best place for us to start about understanding ourselves. So where do you fall? Are you outgoing in task? That's in that upper left side of the circle. If that's what you are, if you're outgoing but a task-oriented individual, put a dot in that circle and place a D for everybody. Place a D in that quadrant. If you're an outgoing people-oriented person, place your dot in the upper right circle. We call that the inspiring personality type. Place an I in that quadrant. 
following around clockwise, reserve people-oriented individuals, they're in the lower right of the circle. They're the supportive people. So place an S in that quadrant. In the lower left, if you're a reserved or task-oriented person, place your dot there. These are the individuals that are more cautious and contemplative. Place a C. Write the letter C in that quadrant. So, Mike, you said you know a lot about us with just these two questions. What do you know? Well, here's what I can tell you. If you're the D person, that upper left-hand quadrant, outgoing, task-oriented person, you have a dominant personality type. Your attitude is be a leader or be a follower or just get out of my way. I've got things to do, places to go. You see, this group thinks that if they want it, they should own it. They want to take charge. They have a secret fuel. Every personality has a secret fuel. This personality, is their secret fuel is getting results. The way I talk to you, if I was your friend or coaching you or helping you or, or your parents, I'd say, hey, listen, I know you don't need me to babysit you. Here's what I need you to know, and here's what I need you to do now. I'll check back with you later. That's music. That's sweetness. Those are the words that a dominant personality type wants to hear. So let's move over to the outgoing people-oriented individuals. They're what we call the inspiring type. These are some of the happiest, energetic people in the room. They're naturally born excited. Their secret fuel is having fun. If they can't laugh at work and have fun, they've had a horrible day. So how would I talk to them? I would say something like, I'm so excited to have you in my life. Things are so much better for me when you're here. We're going to have some fun today. And here's what I need you to do. And then I would lay out what that is. Two different types of personality, two different secret fuels. Outgoing task-oriented individuals, that dominant personality, their secret fuel is getting results. The outgoing people-oriented individuals, those inspiring types, their secret fuel is having fun. On the reserve side of the circle, in that lower right area, the reserve people-oriented, these are the supportive ones. These are some of the nicest people you'll meet. They'll be sure everyone's doing okay and feeling good. They have the greatest hearts. They're naturally good-hearted people. How would I talk to them? I would say, you know what? I understand you don't like conflict. I want you to know that I really care about you and know that I like you very much and that everything's going to be okay as we work through this today. Their secret fuels are peace and harmony. Remember, this is the beginning place for each of us. We're incredibly complex, but in order for us to work better with others, I have to understand me. You have to understand you. And this is that first part. So the final group, that lower left part of the circle, they're the cautious group, the contemplative group. We call this the reserve task-oriented individuals, and we place a C in this area. These may be some of the smartest people that you'll meet. This group goes over everything twice. They're concerned with accuracy and quality. See, they have three secret fuels. Three, quality answers, value, and being correct. Talking with this group, it's all about details. Here's what I would say if I was talking with individuals in this group. Let me go over this with you. I want to be sure that I have this correct. And after you get finished with the first part of this, I'd like for you to bring it back to me so we can check it and be sure that you are on the right track. Is that okay? You see, if you don't understand somebody, you'll misunderstand somebody. 
So remember that each of us have all four of these to some degree or another, the D, the I, the S, and the C. So how do we communicate better with these styles? Each one has words they like to hear or don't like to hear. So think of your supervisor right now, or maybe a board member that you have. Are they more outgoing or reserved? Are they more focused on people or task? Jot it down next to their name. Are they more D, I, S, or C? Because you know this, there are words they like to hear and words they don't like to hear. So I'm going to give you a scenario. A report is due by the end of the week to your supervisor. The results of certain activities that you've done to impact the bottom line. So here's how I would talk to a D. The words they like to hear are about results and goals, winning, success, confidence, action. The words they don't like to hear are maybe, perhaps, I'll try, sometimes, I'm pretty sure. This is how you communicate with a D personality type. After they've asked you the question about how's it going, you say, I know you need the results from our last quarter by the end of the week, and I'm confident that you're going to be impressed with the results. We've taken action in three specific areas that have brought about our success. I look forward to sharing that information with you this week. What they don't want to hear is this. I think I'll be able to have the last quarter report to you by the end of the week. I'm pretty sure you'll like the results, and perhaps you'll even be impressed by the gains we've made. We looked at three areas to improve, and they probably will, though I'm not really sure right now until we finalize the numbers that will meet our goals. Similar message, but the way we communicated it was significantly different. We don't have the time at our disposal today to go over all these, yet I want you to hear a similar conversation with a supervisor or board member that is an S style, that supportive personality style. Words they like to hear are easy, guarantee, harmony, together, team, and share. Words they don't like to hear are conflict, change, risk, rush, difficult, uncertain. So the same scenario, but a different person. So you've got to adjust your conversation to them. Here's what this will sound like. We will easily have for you what the team has put together for the results from last quarter by the end of the week. I'll guarantee you that you're going to be comfortable with the results that we're going to share. The team's worked hard to put together three specific areas that have brought about our success. So they don't want to hear this. I'm uncertain if we'll be able to have the last quarter report to you by the end of the week. But with a little pressure, I'm sure we can rush this through. We had a couple of experiments. We took some risks, tried some new initiatives in three different areas to improve. And it was difficult. Our final numbers will probably meet our goals. So these are examples of how the words we use are crucial to how people hear us. I was working with a team a while back with three primary leaders in the company. They were all D's, and a lot of the rest of the team were S's and C's. So hopefully you'll hear and maybe even see a little bit of why this conversation is so critical in making the connection. I asked the company president how he would respond if I'd started with the second scenario of that D example I shared with you earlier, when I said, I think I'll be able to have the last quarter report to you by the end of the week. He said to me, truthfully, Mike, I stopped listening when you said, I think. I want to know. Wow, that's huge, isn't it? The way your team members, your boss, your spouse, your kids 
How you say what you have to communicate makes a big difference. I've provided you some insights into yourself and those you interact with. You know, the assessment I talked about, it's a strengths-based assessment. It will assist you in understanding more about yourself and why you react or respond in different ways. It'll also help you in understanding better those you work with and those you care about the most. If you're interested in finding more about your personality and how to leverage your gifts and talents to help those around you be their best, you can go to innovationsandleadership.com slash disc-resources, and that will allow you to access your personality profile from there. The link is also included in the show notes that you can download at innovationsandleadership.com backslash podcast. Have a great rest of your day as you connect with people so you can communicate effectively.